But I don't know if he's like, I don't know about the loan stuff, but he's like, yeah, it's better to buy it than. Uh, he does, yeah. And he's like, fine, we're going to be poor for a little bit. And he's like, don't worry, we have food. And you just see a big bag of McDonald's stuff. And then <laughs> Al Shiao just goes into this, is, I don't know what you call it. It's not a tirade, but like this whole thing about supersize me and uh-huh. how bad the, <laughs> the McDonald's food is bad in your body. He's like, like oh, they give me meals at work. He's like, you can't eat hamburgers for three meals a day. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another arc of my first anime. This time we will be talking about The Devil is a Part-Timer. If it's your first time listening to the show, um, it's the three of us with different levels of expertise in anime, deep diving on a rotating anime or rotating anime of our choosing. I am your mediator, Chris Bailey. I'm the guy who likes punching things, Salvador, also known as Monkey. I'm the newbie. I'm Anthony Vaughn. Yes, which, <laughs> to be clear, uh, Monkey is the one who, or Sal is the one who has seen the most anime and would be our expert, hence the three different levels. So, yeah, like I said, this time we are going to be doing The Devil is a Part-Timer. We are here starting with the first four episodes. Um, the Devil is a Part-Timer is written by, or created by, uh, Satoshi Wagahara. Um, I, I didn't find writing credits for these episodes like it did on the other ones. So I would assume it's mostly just like adapting his light novel material, whatever that means. Would you like to say Japanese of it? Hataraku Mausama. Which means what? The devil is a part-timer. I got this one. No, it doesn't mean that. It's like, <laughs> it means uh, walking demon king or demon lord at walk. I think the devil is a part-timer is more catchy. I agree. Which, uh, you know, it being our our first discussion on this series, what everyone's familiarity with it. Um, I'd heard of it. Basically didn't know anything about it. I assumed it was trash. Uh, I saw this on Netflix. I was on an anime binge. I just finished uh, watching Soda Online. And Soda Online brought me back into anime after like a few years of not watching anything. And this was one of the animes that popped up. I uh, was on Netflix searching for this. Uh, and I typed in the devil. I had to get to is a part before it popped up into my thing. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure I just typed in, like, D-E, and it showed up. Yeah, it was, like, 60% match or something. It's the lowest I've ever seen on my Netflix. Oh, yeah, mine was, like, 77% or something. Well, you don't, you don't, you watch anime, though. I know, I was, I was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, any more, like, preface, anything we want to say, broadly speaking, before we just jump into the series? Okay, so I do have a question to make. I don't know if we discussed this or not, but I did say the Devil's a Part-Timer is an Isekai. And it does follow the isekai format, but it's a little bit different. It's like a reverse isekai. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all I have to say. All right, so let's get into the series. Uh, we will start with, obviously, episode one. The Demon Lord arrives in Sasazuka. And again, in the interest of flow, I'm going to go ahead and hammer these voice actors out at the beginning. Uh, oh, did we all do sub? Uh, they don't have a dub. They do have a dub. Fuck. This is a little funny story. I think it's hilarious. When I watched it, they actually had the English dub on Netflix. So I watched it in English and Netflix. And 
I'm I'm one of those guys that like it depends on what came first. Either I watch it in English or I watch it in Japanese. It's the way I prefer to watch anime. So this was on dub and I watched it dubbed and I didn't think it was that bad. But the very beginning of this episode when they were speaking that language, anybody know what that language is? Might be um shit, I forget what it was called, because um we talked about it way back when we talked about Ballad of Fallen Angels. Uh Yoko Kano used that language in one of the songs it's like an a made up angelic language oh okay but me watching it in english dub i was like okay let me watch this i popped it on whatever it is and it goes to the whole thing about the fucking things and the people started talking and i'm like wait this is not in english and i'm not seeing any kind of subtitles for any of this if you guys want to watch this in english dub you might want to go into hulu hulu might have the english dub of this anime all right um, again, I'm just going to uh, hammer out these voice actors real quick. We have Sato Mao or Satan, <laughs> uh, which I've, I found a pretty funny translation note on his thing where um, his, his Sato Mao apparently translates in a way. He basically, he could have been called John actually Satan or like John actually a devil or something. And I guess the official English translation of his name is J- Satan J- or Jacob Satan. Nice. Oh, it's just a funny tidbit. Um, so his name, like Satan, it's supposed that it's a very common name and where he comes from. He is voiced by Ryota Osaka, who did not have any other roles that I noticed. The dub, he is Josh Grell, who does Armin from Attack on Titan, Tokoyami from My Hero Academia, and Yuri Kotsky from Yuri on Ice. Emi Yusa, or Amelia Justina, voiced by Yoko Hikasa, is Mio from K-On!, Ooh. Laughter Franklin from Iron Blood Orphans, and my girl Diana Cavendish from Little Witch Academia. Her English voice actor is, I'm probably going to butcher her name, uh, I think it's Felicia Angel, does Perona from One Piece, and Toru from My Hero Academia. Uh, Shiro Ashia, or LCL, is voiced by Yuki Ono, who does Josuke Higashitaka. Oh, really? From Diamond is Unbreakable, yep. And Anthony Bowling in the English, who I did not notice from anything. And the final for this episode, Chiho Sasaki is voiced by Nao Toyama, who does Riley Miller in Valkyrie Chronicles 4. Uh, in English, she's voiced by Tia Ballard, who did not have any roles I recognized. So, yeah, let's get into episode one. The Demon Lord arrives in Sasazuka. We will talk about the opening later because this episode does not have the opening. It has something more badass than opening. A fucking battle. Hell yeah. Well, actually, first it starts with a map and a guy telling us about the world. And then the Fire Nation attack. Yeah, basically, there's that kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh, we got these five continents and then the Demon Lord wanted all of them. <laughs> Just wow, wow. <laughs> Guitar riff immediately after. Yeah, the, uh, I... The music in the show definitely works for me sometimes. There's one theme I really, really like, but we'll talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. So, so we learn about the the Entei, Entei Islands is what the their home world is called. It's the five things with the demon lord in the middle. Uh, Satan basically goes to take over the world. We get featuring Skeletor. Dude, those these little minions are pretty fucking cool. Too fucking bad, though. Yeah, part of me, like, if I trusted Japan to actually, or if I trust, not Japan, sorry, if I trusted anime to actually handle a dark show well, I kind of want this show. 
instead. Oh, oh really? That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> I, I thought the design on a lot of the stuff would actually looked really cool. Oh, it's so dope, dude. I, I'm I'm just going to talk about the fucking very beginning fight. It's amazing. Yeah, go ahead, because I didn't have much to say about the fights. We already touched on the language. Um, oh, and we learned that, oh, one hero rises up to unite the armies and take back all the continents and then push in and fight Satan. But yeah, go ahead. Talk talk about anything you want to say with the fights. We're basically in that part. So I just love the just the whole thing about the fights is like you see you see the humans are fucking losing. And then as soon as uh, Emilia, which we don't know that she's Emilia, but fa- she finally rises up and you just see the fucking humans are turning back and just destroying all the demons. I'm like, hell yeah, this is so fucking cool. Like the fucking this monologue of this war going on. And then we finally get to the Demon Lord's castle. Everybody's duking out the fucking um, uh, the devil's um, general, which is um, LCL. Yeah, LCL is fighting against two people. The, the, the humans can't fight fail. I mean, come on, you guys. Look at these. Fucking two against one. He has to fight against two people. I mean, it's so awful. And then the fucking, um, what's it called? And then fucking Mao and Emilia are fighting. And it's just an amazing fight because Mao is, like, using wizard magic, basically. Like, going around, like, um, I don't know if he's teleporting, but he's flying around shooting magic missiles or little magic bullets and stuff like that. And she's just running around with a fucking sword. It's just... Fucking amazing. And then um SAO f- loses the fucking fight. He like he turns into a stone and then drops from the ground and then and then Mao is facing against Amelia and her two friends. It's like a three against one. Like I'm rooting for the bad guy in this one. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's completely fair. Yeah, man. If I'm going to take down Satan, I might break a friend or two. <laughs> Listen, it was fine as a battle. So, um, what's it called? So, the devil and Amelia, finally, they decide to do that one strike thing that every fucking anime does. And then the devil loses one of his horns. And then he's like, okay, well, I gotta go, you guys. Like, I'm losing this battle. Let me make a portal and let me get out of here. Yeah, but he says it more like, badass. He doesn't say, oh, well, you know what? I think I'm gonna head out now. Pack some undies and... <laughs> Which, he's like, honestly, I kind of think... I'll he- be back. You didn't like that? <laughs> well, no, I it was fine, but... The the way this series is going so far, I kind of wish he had been like, all right, I'm going to head out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to head out. I'm just going to say, Mao is one of my favorite characters like throughout this entire series. He's a fantastic character. We'll get to why pretty shortly, but I'll have to say so far, uh, LCL's my man. Oh, my LCL <laughs> is so good, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so we jump into the real world. Uh, LCL manages to get out with Satan. Uh, Satan turns into an anime boy. And they find themselves on Earth in Japan, presumably in modern times, which would be, yeah, the 2010s. The cops come up and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? LCL immediately tries to magic them. <laughs> 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 and what's funny is they, they come in with their demon attire on, so they're like dressed yeah. up as demons. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're cosplayers. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, they're foreigners because they're talking their weird language. They're like oh, they're just cosplayers. Whatever, it's cool. Yeah. You guys want to come to the police station with us? And then LCL tries to magic them again, does not work. And then <laughs> hard cut to them sitting in the back of the car. Man, that uh, that was a fucking encounter. That was fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. One of the greatest things, though, is the police cops goes to, up to Mao and he's like trying to talk to Mao. And LCL is like, no, you can't talk to my demon lord like that. You think you're high enough to talk to my demon lord? And I was just like, this guy is so on Mao's dick. It's hilarious. I think that's exactly why... Um 
Owens likes Chris loves him so much. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny because I actually like him for every time he's not like that. Whenever he shows times that he's not just Chris like just loves dick riding. <laughs> I, which we're gonna get into probably maybe my favorite bit from all four episodes pretty soon. But we get over to the police station and we see Mao getting interrogated by the cop, trying to give him some food, some katsudan. Mao is very confused by it. He's analyzing it. So he mind controls the cop or hypnotizes the cop to get out of there. Basically being like, hey, you're free to go or whatever. So did you guys notice the Japanese cop actually spoke English to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just thought that's a very interesting uh, thing that like after a while... And the cop realized he doesn't understand Japan, so he started speaking English to see if he would speak English. Yeah, they get out of the police station. LCL finally successfully uses his magic to conjure a taxi. And uh, did you guys see the poster that was hanging up when they were talking about that? Oh, oh was that later was on? Holy Potter. Yeah, Holy uh, Harry Potter reference. I did catch that. I actually paused it to see if it was like, because I saw something Potter and I was like, wait a second. Now I paused and I was like, oh, okay. They actually they had to change it for, I'm assuming, trademark issues. Yeah. We get a little bit of a montage, I think, of them basically learning how to become human. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty fun montage. They just got their identities. They got bank accounts open. Oh, and then they secured their house or whatever. Right, yes. That's and, one of my one of my favorite scenes is when they're securing the house. Because uh, Mao and Alcio are both over there, and they're talking to the guy, and Mao is talking. And Alcio is like, oh, great, Sayo. You speak Japanese. He's like, he's like... Be quiet, Elsio. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll of speaking Japanese. And it's like the funniest shit ever. I think that's the one where he's like, language acquisition is nothing for me. Yeah, Mao was like yeah. so happy saying I'm in the groove yeah. of talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. And uh, to kind of uh, harp on Chris's point from earlier, I think you are right. And like the best humor comes when they're not forcing it, when they're just literally writing like these two, like just crazy people, just they're literally just writing what, they would have or what would happen if they walked into a bank or walked into a thing yeah and the humor is just naturally there yeah you don't have to force it it's just funny and they did they do a very good job especially in this first episode of establishing what kind of humor we're going to be looking at and stuff like that yeah and so they get they uh, they finally go to the house and they were like huh this is pretty small for a house but they're like, oh, it's to the board, though. Yeah, yeah, like, I think the first time that uh, the, uh, Satan says something, he's like, this will be uh, great for, what, like, Devil's Castle or something like that. Yeah. Or he mentions, like, yes, this will be a, it's a small for a Devil's Castle. Yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I can't remember the exact line, but I was, I was pretty happy that he called this little one-bedroom studio apartment the Devil's Castle. And then they, uh, they realize that they have a, basically, this a studio a one-room apartment. <laughs> it's just really small. And you get to meet the landlady. Mm, the landlady's music friggin' rules, man. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Her theme is so good. Oh, Can she just be there all the time so I can never stop listening to that? I, I'm, it might be different music now than what's in episode four, but at least the theme that her theme in episode four is incredible the music here is still good and i i did like how like over dramatic they made all the music all the time yeah oh so uh the landlady did say so you guys are lucky the fact that pick, pick you guys up because they had no records like it's a big thing in japan to have like records for housing records yeah housing records and stuff like that. like it's bad in the united states in japan it's like so much worse but you, you basically have to send them a fucking resume and you have to send them like Basically, like a tip that says, thank you for accepting me for your homestead and stuff like that. Like, it's like a whole thing in Japan. So 
You gotta give him a tip? Yeah, it's like a thing. Weird. So yeah, it, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, the landlady is up to something because he's like, yeah, I, I decided to give you two fun young boys, like, a room. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. I thought she was just this weird landlady. Yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, she's still the weird landlady. <laughs> Uh, she wants she wants to be called like me kitten or something. Yeah, me kitty. Then we they're, they're hanging out in their studio apartment and Mao passes out because he hasn't been eating. And that's when they decide uh, we should probably get jobs because money is everything here. We need money and apparently we need food to live. Uh, I do like that, though. They're, they're both in the hospital and Mao just gets like a huge bill for the hospital in Japan. And he's talking, he's talking about how the nurse told him is like, it's an arm and a leg too on top of like his bill and stuff like that. And he's going through this whole thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but in Japan, um, what's it called? You, everybody basically like uses sign up for like an insurance card. And basically that's what like in Japan, that's the medical thing, whatever it is. Healthcare. Yeah, that's the healthcare. And so like uh, the way I hold it is, uh, yeah, everybody has like uh, health insurance cards. And um, basically, the way it works is you pay one third of you pay one third of what you gonna be spending over there, but the hospital pays two thirds of it. So like all the stuff is cheap because the hospital has to pay two thirds of of your health stuff. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Get to Mao about to head out for work. Oh no! Um, so they're both filling out resumes, and uh, what's called <laughs> Alcio oh, yeah. cannot remember his his human name. And so he keeps fucking up. And I was like, uh, resumes don't go on trees, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't remember when it comes up, but actually now that you say that, I need to pay more attention to like how much they use idioms because these two and uh, Emmy both use the idiom, it takes all kinds as like a way of like just deflecting random stuff. Or I think Emmy uses it as deflecting and Mao uses it with LCL to be like, yeah, that's just the thing they say here to talk about people or whatever. So I wonder how much they use just like those, uh, like plaid, platitudinous idioms that, you know, they're like, oh, it is what it is or oh, okay. Mondays, right? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's things people say that have <laughs> no meaning behind them. I think this is about the time too that Mao agrees to work while Sh uh, Shiro takes care of the domestic needs yeah i wrote uh lcl's mom yeah <laughs> yeah because i i think she uh, not shiro jesus christ dude i'm trying to remember 14 different names for both characters and i'm just getting them confused uh <laughs> mao is about to go out and he's like wait don't forget your umbrella <laughs> oh well, don't talk about food though oh yeah he's like dude you you're wasting all our money you bought a fridge but all we have is cucumbers <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you bought you bought a fridge and a washing machine and i was like yeah i'm not i'm not into like, that loan shit it's better just to buy it right off the bat and I, well i don't know if he's like i don't know about the loan stuff but he's like yeah it's better to buy it than uh he don't, yeah and he's like fine we're gonna be poor for a little bit and he's like don't worry we have food and you just see a big bag of mcdonald's stuff and then <laughs> alshiel just goes into this is, I don't know what you call it. It's not a tirade, but like this whole thing about supersize me and uh -huh. how bad the, <laughs> the McDonald's food is bad in your body. He's like, like oh, they give me meals at work. He's like, you can't eat hamburgers for three meals a day. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he goes to this whole thing, and it's the funniest shit ever because he would never watch supersize me. But who the fuck cares? This is a comedy, and it's hilarious. So yeah, th that's what I, I I like. Mom LCL the best. I love what he's being like responsible and be like oh god dude you can't what are you doing it was around <laughs> that time when he gave him the umbrella that i wrote down ocl's best waifu <laughs> what's sal's body pillow again oh spike spiegel spike yeah 
I think I want an OCL body <laughs> pillow. Just just to have him close by, you know? Just another hand. Calls you sire all the time. Just for if you need someone to either either to take care of you or to lick your boots. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mao gets on his bike and what does his name his bike, you guys? His bike is Doolahan. That's so funny. Why James his bike? Let's go, Doolahan. <laughs> is there any reference with that? So Doolahan is the, the most famous Doolahan is the headless horseman. Basically it's it's oh. a creature that exists with its head detached from its body. But they but they're still like linked in some way. Listen, I've seen Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what a Doolahan is. It's just that type of creature. Gotcha. And this is the problem I was going to talk about, though. In the dub, they really go hard in Doolahan. Like, the, the fucking English-speaking guys, you can hear, like, the whole syllable of Doolahan. And it's, it's amazing. And this one, it's really hard for me to hear Doolahan coming out of mouth. mouth. You get what I'm saying? Sure. Th- that's the only thing I say the dub is doing better is the bike, because I fucking love the bike. I think the bike is the best character in this series. <laughs> I kind of forgot, honestly, that they named it Doolahan in episode one, because I just remember it in episode four where he's like, Sire, can I borrow Doolahan? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, the fucking bike is a name. So he goes to work, and he's waiting at a crosswalk in the rain, and a mysterious pig-haired girl shows up. Probably not important to the plot, though. When I'm crazy, did you guys think she was important to the plot? Or you thought she a was thousand like- percent. Oh, okay. Did you think that she was the other person? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't even know the hero was a girl. Uh, yeah, I didn't know either. That was the thing. When I watched the first, I was like, oh, she does have long tail. Like, it's a really long ponytail. Oh, I guess, I, I guess to be fair, like, I was probably a little skewed because I wrote down all the voice actors ahead of time. Oh, okay. So you knew it was a female. Yeah. I knew that this person would come back. I didn't know it was going to be the antagonist? Question mark? protagonist antagonist depending on your stances well i think the antagonist we meet at the end of episode four i guess yeah yeah so like a pro-ish co-tagonist is what i like to call them he gives her the umbrella and is like you could throw it away if you want when you're done Uh, with it yeah and bikes off which is weird because i thought japan had like when you went into a public place i thought they just had umbrella bins full of like cheap umbrellas that people would take and then when they went in somewhere they would drop it in and then yeah i don't know i thought that's how it worked um he gets over to McGronald's. Okay, we're in McGronald's. Mao is being a fucking fantastic employee in this fucking. Mc- I worked yeah, in McDonald's, you guys. Being awfully helpful, bro. I worked in McDonald's. Working McDonald's is fucking awful. And this guy is just taking it all in stride. It's crazy. Well, he wants to be number one in the district for a sale of black pepper fries because that's how he will ascend and take over Japan. Um, which, to be honest. I was more invested in him becoming the number one black pepper fry salesman <laughs> than I am in the rest of the story so far. Yeah, so he, the, this woman comes up and orders food and he's like, or, oh no, so it's ordering, or this woman is ordering food from another character, Chiho, so far not doing a great job winning me over. Not a fan. And then Mao comes up and is like, oh, we could, you could use our microwave to heat up your baby food if you want. And then that's when she falls in love with him because he's a cool, sensitive adult man. Uh, we get I mean, a shot in there of LCL. Again, I want to say it. The devil's being awfully fucking helpful. I had that written down before, uh, like, Amelia even asked me or said anything. Yep. But I decided I would wait until that exact quote where I w- I'm going to 
fucking go uh, in on that. Uh, uh, we do get the flashback of um, what's it called? Uh, Alshay was just losing all his fucking jobs. Oh yeah. And I was like, um, yeah, dude, maybe it's just do resource from now on. <laughs> yeah. And then we see LCL just reading a bunch of books about magic. Although I, I kind of, it kind of bums me out that they were like, they seem like academic texts. I wish he was just, like, reading Wizard of Earthsea or something. <laughs> reading, like, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, the D&D Player's Manual, that would have been great. Um, we, we get a scene with Chiho uh, being sad, the fact that she keeps dropping potatoes. and they make, with, their head on the, with their head on the fucking table. Yeah, and she says that, like, the manager keeps telling her that if she drops any more potatoes, that it's going to eventually sprout more potatoes. That was a pretty good joke by the manager. Yeah, I just think this is a nice little quip about it, stuff like that. And I think the manager shows up and says, like, you guys better be on your, like, best um, mood yeah. or something like that because it's getting crazy. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Sure. Uh, don't spoil anything. Just give me a yes or no. Do we get more of the manager? Yes. Thank you. I, I want more of the manager so bad. I don't know why, but she clicked with me in that like five seconds of screen time she got. Actually, I think she had some big Masato energy, <laughs> and that's probably why. He, are you talking about the fact that uh, what, she likes people uh, watching or having sex and stuff like that? Yeah, specifically, that's what I was talking about. Uh, oh, okay. It's weird that she just popped into a room with her employees and exclaimed that. Did we watch the same devil as a part-timer? <laughs> I did not see any pornography. Oh, I would have remembered that. You gotta watch the extended cut. We get back to him working, and the fryer breaks. Oh my gosh! The fact that he has to make a decision whether or not the black pepper fryer breaks. Do I use magic? Quick straw poll: Who wanted him to use magic to fix it? I I didn't care one way or another. I just I like that he had to internalize that so hard. I, I'm on the side of ha- of just watching. They gotta sell the black pepper fries, or he can't be number one. God. Yeah, exactly. I just love that he like hasn't come to the realization that he could. I don't know, just make money like magically create money well he can't use all his magic power yeah he does have a lot of magic anthony he decides not to fix the fryer with his magic and gets called in to meet with the manager he thinks he's in trouble i think he at one point seemed like did she know that i was thinking about using magic oh my gosh this guy uh she comes in is like ah chill out dude you're getting promoted to an a-level employee does that mean full-time? I don't think so, because later on, I think, he says, did you know there's a system where employees can become full-time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's why I kind of thought that he realized what A meant, that he was going to be full-time, and then, and then he was bragging about getting full-time by taking that route. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think actually earlier in the same episode, he's like, he was bragging like, I got a hundred yen raise, which is not very much money. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. A-level employee just means you get raised. Yeah, probably. And then, as he's leaving work, Amelia confronts him. Also, hold on, before we even do that, uh, just right before that meeting, too, I really want to point this out. Uh, When he was doing his little introspective, like, I might get fired because the manager wants to speak to me. That time, his head was on the table, and cheese was up in the air. Oh, yeah, okay, nice. And I kind of liked the flip-flop of the, the heads on the table. That was pretty fun. But then, yeah, now he leaves work. Yeah, and Amelia confronts him. And it's basically like, I know you're the devil. No, this girl's stalking him. Oh my gosh. Unhealthy stalking. Well, considering he's Satan and it's your job to <laughs> kill him, I would say it's a pretty healthy level of stalking. It's an appropriate amount yeah. of stalking. She's like, I saw you from across the street. You were think you were going to cast magic on that friar. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> and that is where that episode leaves us. Um, does anyone have any thoughts on the ending, which is Gekka by NanoRipe? I, I I didn't hate it. I don't. It didn't like. It didn't leave an impression on me like uh, Beat Bops and Evangelion did. 
Sure. Uh, I did say that it was kind of weird that the it's all fan service, it seems like, at the end. Yeah, it was a little weird. Or just like that, a slow pan little up girl too. Chiho in a bikini, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's Chiho. But uh, episode two, the hero prioritizes work and stays at the Demon King's castle. We go back to the beginning of the series, which is the end of the Demon World fight. Uh, Amelia and one other person follow him through the portal. We call him old guy. Yeah, Amelia, an old guy who I don't trust. Heads up. Don't trust old guy. And then we get the opening. Uh, the opening is Zero by Minami Furbayashi. Again, I thought it was fine. Nothing groundbreaking. Not really anything to say about it. I, I do love the very beginning of it. Well, it just shows uh, Mao one side and Miriam on the other side. Just showing the fact that there are two opposite sides. I kind of uh, I can't remember what scene specifically. Uh, there's I liked a couple of the like visual aspects of the opening. Um, not like too superly pumped about the music. I don't think it was bad, but yeah, uh, there's a couple really uh, visuals I like. But besides that, yeah, I'm gonna say there's a couple visuals. Um, let's call it. I love the part where they both are waking up and they both uh, hit their fucking um, ankles on random stuff. Yeah, he, uh, she she kicks the alarm clock and he kicks his table and then like goes fetal. Yeah, they both go fetal, which I fucking love. Uh, I love the scene where she's just running and you just see her like jumping and you're like oh she's like she's an actual warrior like she transforms into a warrior thing and it's like oh yeah she's an actual fucking warrior like that's really fucking cool actually i like the one where they're all like five a group together and it shows their uh their aisle characters and then it shows their anime japan characters Mm. in the same like scene but just yeah that's one of my favorite ones i'm just gonna say am i gonna skip this theme song yes is this theme song good it is a good theme song. It's no Evangelion and not definitely tank. not Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And, uh, but one of my favorite fucking shots is the very end, where it just shows the fucking, uh, the sword, the McDonald's hat, and the devil <laughs> cloak in the background. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this encapsulates what the show is all about, which is nothing and everything. I will say right now, we have not gotten enough McDonald's. If he's being a part-time, if this show is about him being a part-timer, he needs to go do his damn job. He's an A-level employee. I do not see that level of dedication from him. After the opening, we cut, we get straight back into the confrontation that was left in the previous episode. Amelia. All right, hold up. Before we go forwards, I want to do some consistency here. I, I haven't been paying like attention to if people are using different names. Are we going with Mao, Alciel, and Amelia? That's the way I like it. That's the way I, I, I always go with Mal and I go with Alcio. I might go Al just for something for Alcio, but I'm just doing that right now. Yeah, I am going to say King Satan a couple times. Deal with it. Okay. But in terms of Alcio, I don't know what his normal <laughs> name is. So. It's like Shiro Arashira. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely Alcio. And then I like Amelia. She pulls a knife. Amelia pulls a knife on Mal. And he's God like, damn. oh, hey, that's from the 100 Yen store, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, she's, and she basically... What? No, shut up. Who cares? <laughs> and he's laughing. He's like, you're going to kill You're gonna kill me with the fucking knife, like a small ass knife. <laughs> Which, by the way, remember how, how in Evangelion, we introduced Asuka to you as the archetypal Sundere. Uh, Amelia is Sundere out the ass. I like her a lot better than Asuka. Yeah, she doesn't she does do a lot of yelling. Yeah, she hasn't yelled that much. And the stuff she's mad about makes, makes sense. sense. Why she's Thank mad. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then they get pulled into the police station. It was a lover's quarrel. 
<sighs> See, th this I actually kind of hate. Oh, really? I love this. Well, I think, I think so it. Funny. I think it, there's a way it's done well, and it's fine. But I hate that, like, every time people are like, oh, you two are together. You two are a couple or whatever. It's Amelia that like, is, like, doing the typical anime shy girl freak out who has a crush but doesn't want to admit it. Never in a million years be caught with him. Which is a, a thousand percent what she should be saying, but it doesn't feel like she means it. Later in the series, I could totally buy that. But now she should yeah. be. She should be angry. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't come off as like that. Shyness. Yeah. yeah. Hesitant or whatever you call it. Yeah, because, hey, I'm going to throw out my prediction now. These two don't end up together, but they end up like, ah, oh, we're cool. Somehow. Yeah, we're good friends. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say they start fucking. Even though Mal <laughs> has killed a bunch of people. Kelsey L is supervising to make sure nothing funny happens. You know he would <laughs> oh be. Whether it, was, whether it was approved or not, he's going to be there. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because Mal is the... Uh, well, we can talk about this later when, whenever the date happens. LCL is best mom. Yeah. Uh, they, they once they get out of the police station, Amelia basically threatens them, being like, I'll, "I'll let you go now, but I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna be the one to kill you." And by the way, I got rid of your umbrella. Yeah, I just think that's funny. Like she, she's just like, didn't he? Like, how could you? <laughs> yeah, yeah he's true. like, what? Why? How dare you? Why? <laughs> he's um, mad about the fucking umbrella. But um, before we get to that though, so they're all talking about and um, what's it called the the both are talking and they uh, Miles talk about how uh, she lost soul magic too and she's like why are you riding a bicycle and she's and he's like um, why don't you have your sword yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I just think that's a very interesting conversation it's like why are you riding that bicycle it's like because I don't have magic like come on like. <laughs> I thought we already discussed this, Amelia. <laughs> Part of the umbrella argument. Yeah, and then fucking um, Amelia fucking tells the police, I want to destroy him. Yeah, they, I think it's even her who's who at some point is like, by the way, my name here is Emmy Yusa. Don't screw it up. And then multiple times, she's just in the middle of the street going, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> it's at the top of her lungs, and he's like, people are looking at us. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. It's so good. And I like that. I think after that, how could you? He's like, it's not very heroic of you. Because they talk about, like, it's not very de uh, demonic of you and stuff like that. I like that yeah. dynamic that keeps popping up, which I think is going to be a huge theme. Mm, I hope so. But again, well, there's. Yeah, I have, yeah, I know. I know exactly. I have a designated gonna, point where I'm going to exactly talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Um, we get to see what her job is, and she's in a call center, which I know it, it, it's not established here. But Emmy, just fucking go to dinner with your friend. <laughs> go have lunch with your friend. We get to her apartment. First of all, crash that dinner. What the hell is this show? Because that is a wild show that I now want to happen in the real world. If it has not already, I just want some weird man with a giant spoon to go into people's houses <laughs> and be like, what are you eating? Have you have you looked into Japanese TV to see if they actually have this or not? I have not. You might want to see if it's a thing. I also like, it's like little moments like this that make, that are kind of so fascinating to me when you think about it. Cause like, yeah, obviously it was like the creators who put it there and they probably just put it as a joke, but you can extrapolate it out as like, oh, wait a second. She made the conscious decision to watch this show. <laughs> Amelia's like, hell yeah, crash that dinner time. Let's go. What's funny is he's crashing the dinner of Mao and Ao too, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. So she goes to their apartment and... She shows up and it's like, quick, lock the door. They just lock her out. And they're just having a conversation. 
while she's banging and screaming and yelling, trying to, like, let me in. The whole conversation is like, uh, you knew that she was here? He goes, yeah, I didn't think it was pertinent to tell you, though. <laughs> it's so good. I, I love the fact that Al and Mao is bo- uh, oh, Al Seo, both are having this conversation, and then Mary just wants to go inside the door, and she's crying. She's like, let me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we're going to let the hero that wants to kill us in. <laughs> it is kind of interesting, though. Like, yeah. Them, like, because they came from these, like, creatures of power that can do almost whatever they want to having so many limitations put on them so quickly. Yes, exactly. That, that's what I realized after the scene as well, which, I mean, it's inconsistent later when she punches a hole in a wall, but whatever. No one is going to care about that hole in a wall. Um, what's it called? If you break down the door, the landlady is going to be worried about it. She doesn't want to make... Um... Oh, yeah, maybe it's a magic door because you know something's up with that landlady. Yeah. And then they they eventually let her in, and she immediately starts berating them for how they're living. <laughs> She's like, I, what do you do? I'm living better than you. I live alone. What is this apartment? You have nothing in your fridge. Is this the whole time where the devil's eating, or uh, uh, shit, Mao's eating, uh, like, cucumbers and honey? No, this is when uh, Marion starts stalking them is whenever that scene happens. Yeah. Uh, she mentions that she came alone. The high priest didn't make it. Like, he was supposed to come, but he didn't. So, do we know it to be true that he actually made it? No. We don't know. Okay. But she says, like, oh, yeah, someone was supposed to come with me, but he didn't make it for whatever reason. And then she starts stalking them, hearing these, like, wildly out-of-context conversations that (laughs) they're being way overdramatic about shopping. Whoa, 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 whoa. You forget there's a conversation that's very, very important. I think, I don't remember what the conversation is about, but Miriam tells uh, Mao, it's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I want to climb the ranks of McDonald's. Oh, yeah. That's his goal, is to climb the ranks of McDonald's. And uh, this guy is the fucking devil from the other ward. And he just, he comes to this ward and he's like, yeah, all I want to do is work at McDonald's. Well, no, he wants to get money and power so he can take over the world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've gotten that conversation a couple times. But he tells her, like, I just want to go to become a ranking employee at McDonald's. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she starts to stalk them, and after the first conversation, I think they're talking about a war. It cuts to them in a line to buy discount eggs, <laughs> and LCL's <laughs> like, "Hey, let's get back in line and do it again." And I was like, "You can't. That's against the rules." <laughs> I see. I love these scenes. These scenes are so good. But they just they just going on with their normal lives. She has another conversation, and they're just at the bath um another conversation about like a devilish experiment and that's when they're eating the honey on cucumbers yeah well the what's called the bloodbath or whatever it is yeah yeah oh she was like yes they're gonna be like a bloodbath what's gonna happen and she's over there just sadly blowing bubbles in the bath and she's skulking she's sulking damn it i said it wrong didn't i (laughs) oh she is skulking that's not incorrect. Okay. She's skulking and sulking. Skulking and sulking. Doing the old skulk and sulk. Yeah, the old skulk and sulk. Uh, yeah, then they do the honey on cucumbers, which is a good conversation, because, like, it tastes like a melon. <laughs> He's like, then it wasn't like, we'll just go buy melons if you want to eat a melon. He's like, but melons are expensive. He's like, but you're buying both parts. It's cheaper <laughs> to just buy the melon. Yeah, because fucking is <laughs> extremely well fugal or whatever it's called. He's, uh, uh this will come up, because I think Amelia, like, Shame, yeah, she hard shames him for it later, but he's support, supposedly the most resourceful general. Um, and then another earthquake happens, and this is when I realized something's up with the earthquakes. <laughs> Amelia sets up a meeting with Mao over text, 
Is this over text? No, um, what's it called? He goes to the... Mick Ronalds, or Mick Ronalds, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, she goes up there, and she's telling Mal that she <laughs> wants like, to meet with him. She's like, I want to meet again. He's like, do you want fries with that? <laughs> and then she's like, it'll be tonight at 8 a.m. And he's like, just the sandwich then. And then she actually leaves with the sandwich, which is good. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't clear, this is where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, Chiho is definitely, like, super in love with Mao, and it's gonna be all over him, and... I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Does that happen in every anime? Um, mostly that novel, yes. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, oh, are you, t- I, like, this person secretly in love with a person, but is that person and always that... underage? No. Yes, it is. Ooh, not the anime I'm watching. <laughs> we get to their meeting, and... They have a little bit of a heart to heart. Amira's like, what What are you doing? Are you just planning to like live in this world forever? And they, they basically kind of rehash what we already got of like, oh, now we're both going to go back. I'm going to kill you. All that stuff. And then he gets a flat tire on Dual Hand. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. That was a pretty good scene where he's like, no. She's like, you can just go get it fixed for like a thousand yen. He's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cheap. And I like how like they didn't like, I think there is a blue flash right before he gets the flat, right? I think so. Yeah. Because when I saw it, I was like, something definitely happened. That wasn't just a flat. Yeah. And then they just completely ignored it until they get shot at again. Yeah. They get shot at again. They they protect each other. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then for some reason, like they basically say, let's race to the train station. <laughs> I get it just because they're both rivals. So they, if they're going to protect each other, they still have to do it like in an aggressive yeah, I guess. fashion. Yeah, I just it's just kind of weird. But then you're like, eh, is it? No, no, it's not that weird. But yeah, you're probably right. But I read it as just like a not even a subtle like, oh, I want to protect you, but I can't let you know I want to protect you. Just to, I bet I can beat you to the place oh. that we're running to. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We're gotcha. both running away, but I can run away better. Yeah. Um, We learned that it was magic bullets. And then uh, they go their separate ways. Mao gets home and Amelia's already there. I, I actually wrote around this part. I was like, I hope that this stays this interesting. Like between them two kind of like, what is like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You know, I have a theory on who the Well, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty concrete who the bad guy is. Probably the mass murderer. Well, w- we haven't met him yet, but I was like. Just their dynamic, like who who is the anime going to portray Pick. as? Yeah, exactly, as like the ultimate winner, or is it going to be like a you pick kind of thing, or like what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Sure. I'm very interested to see what happens in that regard, and I hope that they kind of keep it on the interesting like this, but don't I don't want them to keep using the same just stuff, which I don't think they're going to because uh, by episode four we've already gotten more back, like more of everything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only a 13-episode series, so it's not a lot of room for it to get tired. Amelia, begrudgingly and with great strain, <laughs> asks to stay the night because she dropped her wallet. And it's a far walk back to where she lives, we learn. So LCL's like, Ma, what the hell are you doing? You're inviting your biggest enemy to sleep at your house. And he's like, she lives far away. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do very much appreciate, honestly, like this was one of my favorite details of they're like, don't expect a guest futon or anything. You get to sleep on the floor. Like, hell yeah, you guys are demons. <laughs> yeah, the very demon things. right there. <laughs> I'm just saying up to this point, they haven't been very demonic. They really have it. Oh, I remember he was like, we'll give you a blanket, but if you want a head or if you want a pillow, you can take these magazines. <laughs> I remember that line. That was pretty good. Just more of them like being very casually jerks would be great. Yeah. <laughs> she smells the blanket because she realizes they're using the same detergent. Oh, which yeah. Which is weird. Kind of, well, I, I kind of like that as a world building 
I don't know if it's world building, but you know, slice yeah. of life, just nice. Yeah, I completely agree. Nice little details. It didn't cost them, but you know, like a quick sentence. Yeah. Um. And then Mao gets his phone messages about the earthquakes from Chiho. She wants to meet up, uh, to discuss the earthquakes. And he also gets a mysterious message saying, "Hey, there's gonna be more earthquakes. They're big, big earthquakes coming." And that just came from someone, right? Yeah, we don't know who that came from. Um, so b- b- we forgot to talk about that. Mao actually loaned uh, money to Emilia so she gave can get her a thousand yen. Yes, yeah. which I think Alcia was like really mad about that or something like that. He's like, "Why are you giving home money too?" He's questioning everything Mao's doing. <laughs> <laughs> which he's like, "Why I mean, are you facing should. her in the same direction?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's probably like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, and Mao's just like, "Man, I don't know." Uh, are we good on episode two? Yeah, I think that's all. All right, then we can move to episode three. The Demon King goes on a date with his junior in Shinjuku. They're very descriptive titles. Yes. They wake up in the morning. Uh, Amelia has left and left them pickled vegetables. I love this scene so much. Yeah, they're like, oh, she left the key. She probably opened the window and then went outside and threw it back in. And LCL's like, I would have left with the key. He's like, yeah, well, you're a demon. <laughs> so good. That was and, such and yeah, a he, good line. Yeah, well, you're a demon. I, I do love the fact they, they do have a whole discussion about the fucking key. Like, oh, my God, this fucking anime. I just love their talking points because they just talk. They're, it's not like, I mean, it's meant for comedy reasons, but they, they're talking like, human beings you get what i'm saying yes 100 uh, yeah that, that i love when they actually address like what is happening but in a most nonchalant way yeah we get the scene of shiho chiho having her schoolgirl crush on mao some good animations hurt here with her on the couch with her toothbrush just waiting for just being like obsessing over the text exchange they had the previous night bro same oh okay then Amelia gets a call from the person who shot at them. And it's basically like, hey, we're going to come after you and the Demon King. We're going to kill both of you. That is, uh, that's the will, Enta Ila's collective will. Yeah, because they made a very specific point of saying like will or thoughts and will or something like that. Yeah. And she's having this conversation and her friend, I think, was her name? Saki? Or Rika. Rika, I believe. Yeah, Rika. Um, it's, uh, you, occasionally, she's looking over like, what the fuck? What is she talking about? And then she hangs up the call and sees Rika staring at her. She's like, takes all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, <laughs> sure, that's a good enough explanation. We learned that the police have ID'd uh, Mao from his bike. <laughs> With the bicycle, yeah. And him <laughs> and, uh, holy crap, why am I blanking on his name now? We've said it 500 times. I'll see you. LCL are, are at the police station like, man, they got they ID'd us from the bike. Damn. <laughs> this guy's <are> crazy <laughs> huh and they they call in uh amelia as their guarantor because she registered herself as 20 and that's where they have the conversation like yeah i knew she, like she i knew she messed with her age but or they they keep saying they fudged her age because she fu- oh she fudged her age up instead of down because i thought she was actually 16 17 mm-hmm. weird whatever and they're having this conversation, and eventually one of them goes, "Why is it? Why do we keep saying like? Why is the expression fudge?" That Amelia, I think, slams the walls like it doesn't matter. I love the line where he's like, "It's a demon's job to be a nuisance to the hero." Oh yeah, that's why she was the guarantee or whatever. Oh, also because they're like, "Well, who else are we gonna call? We don't know anybody else." <laughs> oh no, it's funny because uh, I think I, I don't know, Ashiel or Mal, but one of them said, "Oh, we could have called your boss," and he's like, 
Oh no, she's woke. Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to br- detract her or like distract yeah, her from her that's work. That's what it was. Yeah. Just, you'll distract me anyway. He goes, yeah, it's a demon's job to distract a hero. That's what it was. And this is where Amelia is like, hey, you guys suck with money. It's weird. I thought LCL was the most resourceful general in your army, and he gets a real sad. <laughs> He's just hanging out in the background for the rest of that scene with his head hung. Yeah, is a guarantee? Or is that basically the one that supplies bail? Or something like that. Or? A guarantor is some basically like a co-signer on a lease or a debt, basically saying, if you don't pay it back, it falls on this person. Gotcha. And why did the cop need her? Well, I was kind of assuming because that's kind of like, I know in like the bail system, whoever supplies the bail is responsible for making sure you stay in states yeah. or whatever. So it could be something like that. I don't know. It could have been because, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I was just trying to make sure that I understood what a guarantee. Although was. I don't know why they would have need bail. Yeah, that's true. Hmm, I don't know. Um, Amelia warns Mao about the call. Um, and then Mao is going to get ready for his date with Chiho. And we get the most disappointingly short shopping montage I've ever seen. I was excited for the out when they started doing the weird out that that uh, outfit montage that shows do. I was like, oh, yeah, hit me with this. But it was only three. We forgot about the conversation between that. Um, so uh, Mao tells Alcio that he's he's getting together with what's her name is Chiho. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, then we have to go to the store and get you new clothes because you dressed up like a pumpkin. And I was like, I'm, I don't dress up like a pumpkin. And uh, he's like, where are we going to get the money from this? And I was, Alcio was like, oh, I've been saving up money just in case this ever happens. Alcio <laughs> being a good mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, I've been saving up money just in case you ever go on a date or something like that. Yeah. And, and uh, actually, <laughs> to the point on the clothes, he's like, dude, all you do is wear apparent Uniswo, which I don't know what that is. Um, I guess it's a brand. Yeah, it's a brand. And Mao gets like, they're the number one clothing brand. <laughs> In, like, the world or whatever, he gets real defensive about his clothing yeah. choice. But, yeah, the LCL is coaching him about the date. Yeah, LCL knows this is a date. Mao doesn't, like, think of this as a date. He thinks of it... No, he thinks of it as, like, a to-get-together or something like that. I think he does, because I think LCL at some point basically is like, you realize this is a date, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, th- I think Mao knows, he just doesn't care. Okay, you might be right about that. Because the same thing happens with Chiho, and he's like, where he's basically like... Oh, I mean, it'd be, he says something about it being a date. And she's like, oh, you think this is a date? He's like, sure, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Which is actually pretty much the next scene. She also calls out his choice of clothing. She's like, oh, I thought you only wore Uniswo. Cool to see you wearing something else. They go on their date and Amelia spots LCL doing the worst job of watching them just around the corner being sus as hell. Um, did we get to the hand-holding scene yet? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's just it's just very interesting. Um, so Mao said uh, handholds Shiho because uh, he's like, oh, because so we don't. Um, it's a big crowd. We don't want to. Um, we don't want to fall apart. And Shiho's like, oh my god, it's such it's handholding and stuff like that. And yeah. I think the conversation is like, um, they uh, she wants to talk about the earthquake stuff like that, and she's like, oh, we can go to this coffee shop. It's really cheap and stuff like that. Like, I'll buy him. And Mao's like, no, I'm I'm the guy. I'll buy or whatever it is. It's- yeah, he's like, oh, I'm the the older guy. I should buy. Yeah, it's just interesting tidbits about that. And then we we get to that funny part about ICOs just fucking eavesdropping and yeah, and Amelia spots him, and then they start to analyze Chiho. Which, uh, hey, Anthony, if you want to hear about shitty tropes in anime, here's one. There's lots of conversations about 
maybe it's a thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. A lot of conversations in anime about women being jealous of other women's breast sizes being larger. Uh, I mean, she said it once, and then it's it. I haven't seen it come up again. Well, I mean, it was like, oh, she said, and then she went on a whole tirade about how, like, oh, but you know, the the uh, they don't they get your way. You're saving money on armor, and like, I thought that was funny. I I I do I did kind of enjoy her the way she justified it, but I'm it was still a very much a thing of like, oh, she's playing off, she's jealous and playing it off like she's not, and I'm just <laughs> I think I'm just over that trope. It's not like particularly bad or offensive. It's just ugh. Gotcha. You just as a person are done with it. You've seen it enough times. Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. always basically the same. Yeah. I mean, I put down Amelia's jelly of um, Soho's breasts. I, I do like how uh, she did analyze her, like, her entire clothing and stuff and be like, oh, she's trying to evoke like the coming of a summer breeze or something. Like, Amelia, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, she went in on that. And now she was like, what? Yeah. She just straight up Sherlocked it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's yeah, like, oh, it's just, you understand because you're a man. Yes, he's like, oh, she's wearing a new Hellcat. Whole, uh, whole dress is like super skimpy or something like that. Like, and she, she's wearing like new shoes too. So it's like she's going all out, basically. We get to the conversation in the cafe, and we learn that oh, Chiho somehow thought her tinnitus was hearing voices. And basically, we we start to learn about the sonar links, which is absolute, dude, this is like some Eva science nonsense. And then Amelia and LCL come in, not subtle at all, <laughs> just stroll in, grilling them hard, basically take the table next to them. And LCL <laughs> is sitting there with his face like, oh, man, what am I doing? While she's just staring <laughs> daggers. <laughs> They talk a little more, and then Amelia interrupts and just starts being like, "What are you? Why are you talking to this guy? He sucks. He's a monster." And then they start arguing about like, "Oh, I saw you the other day. Who are you? Are you his ex?" And then they get into all that nonsense. Oh, no, I love the argument between Chiho and Amelia. It's a, it's so funny because they're just going at, it at each other for like because Chiho thinks fucking Amelia is his ex girlfriend, and Amelia's trying to warn. That this is the fucking devil, and it's like the dumbest conversation, like the dumbest argument ever. <laughs> yeah. And then the big earthquake happens. It basically collapses like that entire underground mall. Amelia and Chiho get separated from everybody else. They talk a bit about Mao. Amelia just kind of gives, is like, the, oh, hey, what do you see in him? They try to talk a bit about their relationship. Amelia's like, oh, I've known him for a long time, but it's comp i can't really we can't do this she puts chiho to sleep and is like hey mao you can come out i know you're probably around here somewhere he comes out and he is jacked as hell yeah that was kind of confusing i like did she know that he was all fucking jacked uh i don't know because i mean she kind of and and i mean then why did she put her to sleep well i uh yeah she might have because that was the only thing I was kind of confused about. I was like, if she didn't Or maybe know she that- realized, like, hey, we're going to have to, like, do some shit to get out of here. Oh, okay. yeah. I do love the fact that CC says, uh, I, I don't know if it's Chiho or something like that, but she's, someone's like, someone's like, oh, is it, you think Mao is okay? And she's like, oh, well, this would definitely not kill Mao. Like, she's I like, wish yeah, it did. Like, it's a, he's okay. And she's like, yeah, I, I know he's okay. And then Chiho was like, yeah, you're right. He's okay. 
<laughs> so dumb. But yeah, goes to sleep. And then we see fucking hooves because Mao is in his demon form, which I didn't know his demon form had um hooves for it, but he get he has it, so. So Mao is in his demon form and we realize that fucking Mao, since he turned into his demon form, he decides to save every fucking everybody. And Mary is thinking about trying to kill him or not. She's like, oh, well, he's in his demon form. Like, right now is a good time for me to kill him. I think she was like, if he gets stronger, then I, this would be this would have been the time to kill him. Yeah. Because it kind of, or maybe she was like, maybe if he's... Or she could have just killed him there and maybe they thought it would have happened from the earthquake. Nothing could fall back on her or something. I was kind of thinking two, one of two things. Either uh, she, because he got powers, she's thinking I can get powers too. Or two, like, if he gets stronger than this, I won't be able to kill him, so now is the time. Well, I just think it's the fact that Mao was in human form for so long, and she's like, oh, but he's not doing nothing really bad. And then we see Mao in his demon form, and she's like... Just a reminder of what he actually is. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I should kill him. Like, I completely forgot he's a fucking demon. And then she sees that Mao is protecting everybody, and she's like, I guess he's not, like, his old self. I guess he is trying to protect people. And she's like, I guess I'm not going to kill him right now. Is this where you want to jump in now? or you Yeah, wanna... here we go, boys. Okay. Uh, she says, why would the devil save people? That's a good fucking question, Amelia. I don't, please don't answer, because if the answer is no, then that is going to really put me off. And I really hope the series actually addresses at some point why, like, he's the fucking Demon King. He was just literally days ago murdering people. Now he's, like, the world's best good boy for some reason that, like, it makes absolutely no sense. I'm I'm just gonna tell you this, Orange. It doesn't answer it. I said, don't tell me that. That was I literally the one it, thing I said. I had to, dude. I don't. I don't want you to get to the end of the anime and get like super disappointed. Well, now I'm disappointed going through the rest. <laughs> it's fine. It, you're still gonna like the series. It's still good. I'm gonna skip ahead just to the next episode, and then we'll jump back just because we're here talking about why the devil is being so nice to everyone. In the second episode, she has that breakdown. I think in front of him. Or the fourth episode. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, why'd you do it? Why'd you do all this or whatever? Why? And then like he responded with, a, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, see, that's that. I, I think that's all we're going to get. And I think that fucking sucks. And um, so I was kind of, I wrote that down specifically. And we can skip it when we get to it now. That is that part of the conversation. But yeah. Well, I just think he, he's finally had the human life. So he's like, oh, I might as well help all these people. I mean, he's been he's been growing up as a demon his whole life. I mean, humans have been killing his kind of, his entire life. So, but we didn't get any of yeah, that. We're not. We don't have. That's not been put into the TV series yet. We didn't, if we had got even like one episode of him being like a completely reprehensible dick before like changing just something to establish that like something changed him. Like, there's a reason he's not like a demon king anymore. But I'm just saying you. You you have you have no grounds on any side because like at the very beginning we saw his empire t- uh, topple. The only thing we've seen is him say we uh, he's the one who made the war happen. Like he's the one that gathered all the demons together to make the war happen. We do not know his leadership styles or anything like that. We don't know how he. We don't know anything about that. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know. We don't know what he actually did. All we knew is he got all the demons up together and decided to attack the humans. Sure, but if you take like context into it, for one, he was at the very least like a pretty ruthless warlord, which doesn't come through. And what what makes you say that though? He conquered five continents with like wanton murder. 
Well, that makes him a warlord. It doesn't make him ruthless. Uh, yeah. I, what, what I saw was pretty ruthless. And also, they're they're choosing to draw on concepts that basically exist as the manifestations of evil. If you're going to try and subvert those, fine. But just saying that, oh, actually, the devil is a good guy is a bullshit cop out unless you do the work. Yeah, the thing is, the reason for him going to war is not in these episodes. Okay. I mean, I don't need a reason for him going to war. Like I'm, like I said, all I'm just like I, I'm never going to be fully bought. No, no, I in. see where you're going with this. So I do agree that it's a little weird for him to be so nice. And then when I was, you guys were talking and I was listening to you guys and I was thinking about that saying where he's like, I don't know, I, didn't, I just didn't really think about it. It kind of gave me like a another chance to think about that. And it could be like a, I would kind of respect the play of him just being like, I want to conquer the worlds. So to do that, I have to use the demons because I'm a demon. And then... I'm going to, you know, tell him to do that and then whatever or like, you know, tell, for instance, Lucifer to go conquer this area. But I'm not going to tell him how to do it. So the ruthlessness that the Demon King got could be from his generals. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not specifically him burning the fields and murdering the people. But yeah, we we never we never seen Mao actually give the command to kill all these people. Sure. But we also didn't not see it like we didn't see characterization yeah, to yeah. lead us to believe that. He would have been any other way. Like, I would accept if they decided to go with what Anthony basically just said of, oh, I, I just want to conquer shit. And however I need to do that, I'm going to do it. Right. And what if they do? What if they say that later in the series? That, then fine. Great. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, I think this conversation is that part of the conversation is dead until we finish the series. Yeah, sure. But but for me, it is currently a big sticking point of sure yeah why he's so nice uh, they they need to do something to establish why the demon king is not a complete asshole it would be nice and i agree and i also agree that if they cop out and just say just because i'll be a little upset too <laughs> yeah. there, there's a reason but, there's a reason and, why and that way, judging by like episode four when they give backstory i do expect the backstory from him so uh, all right let's get into episode four then the hero experiences human warmth in this episode, we are introduced to Lucifer, or I'm just going to say his name, his human name now, Hanzo Urashihara. Are we going Lucifer or Hanzo? I don't know. I'm probably going to go Lucifer. Probably we'll Lucifer. see how the series shakes out. Um, voiced by Hiro Shimono, who does Connie Springer from Attack on Titan, Dobby from uh, My Hero, Almaz from Disgaea 3, and Orphan from Final Fantasy 13. Uh, he's, his English voice is Aaron Dismook, who is the original Alphonse Elric, not in Brotherhood, I believe. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. Pecco in, uh, Ping Pong, and he is Tamaki from My Hero as well. We open with our Amelia flashback, showing her, her and her dad having their farm life. Uh, best husbando, one of the best. What, the father we get for like half a second? <laughs> I love the fucking dad, dude. He's great. But what if you find out he clubs baby seals? The the guy was able to have <laughs> sex with a fucking angel, dude. This guy. Okay, you got me there. Fucks. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we learn Amelia is a child of that dude and an angel, and only she can save the world because she can wield a better half, which is the sword only a half angel, half human can wield. Uh. We get back to normal day. Mao is or present day. Wait, um, Miriam does say that, uh, what's called, this is not the whole last time seeing her dad. Yeah, and that fucking music, like, that's, I, I got some major Last of Us vibes. 
during that music that was going on. Oh, it was because it was just a hint of bluegrass sad because and then father daughter stuff. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> God, the best has Bondo and he already is dead. So sad. No wait, do we already get the village in this scene too? Uh, it happens right after she goes away because it's like a few days later. Oh yeah, the village. Yeah. Yeah. Fu- Dude, come on, Church. What the fuck are you doing? Like, I, you think the Church let uh, the dad die just because to raise up Amelia's training or something like that? If we want to break that scene down, <clears throat> I think the Church came uh, because they knew where the army was, and then they had to take her before she died. So, like, they were just a few days ahead, and that's why they showed up. Mm, and, of course, probably. as, like, the eight-year-old girl would not know where the army is. Oh, you might be right about that. Yeah, because... You're not going to want to fight a full army yet with your hero not properly trained, so you just sack the village. Why couldn't they just bring the dad, too? Why didn't they just bring the dad? So we get back to present day. Can I finally go back to present day? Sure. Yeah. I love the animation on the village when the fire came through. No one gives a shit about the village. The dad is dead. It's not sad. No one cares. All right, I got some questions, and I'd like to introduce this part. Okay. So we get back to um, present day. Oh, actually, one more thing about the village. Uh, <laughs> I think Amelia's like, oh, look at you, back to your sloppy self. And he's like, sloppy? Yeah. And um, and then I like, think the police show up, right? Uh-huh. And then she's like, uh, oh, we recognize you. You're the inspector's daughter. And that's Chiho, right? Chi- yeah, Chiho, yes. Okay, so her dad's a cop, basically. Her her dad is the cop that he met at, uh, hypnotized at the beginning. Okay, that was kind of my question. Is, have we and they, they kind of say later, I think, that like, oh, maybe that's why she's getting the stuff, because I used the magic on her dad. I, I know that doesn't make any sense, but they kind of say that. Sure, magic. <laughs> yeah. No, but I do like the fact that, uh, like, uh, oh, we, we're just going to let you go, Shio, because we don't, want the, we don't want your dad cop to see Mal. Like, you guys yeah. together. Yeah, so they, they dipped... They got a convenient dip. Yeah. And then, is it Rika sees? Yeah, Rika sees Amelia. And then, was there some, like, weird foreshadowing there? Explain. Oh, before you say that, uh, before Mao does leave, he he goes like, huh, you have a friend. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mao is actually talking to Amelia about the attack, though, realizing the attack is for them. Yeah. Like, he's smart enough to understand. Oh, yeah, they did discuss that. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's probably a pretty big point, is that they're kind of getting on the same page. And uh, Mao is like, yeah, they're going to attack again because they know they failed on the attack. Yeah, because so like, we're both together. They're going to swing at us again. Oh, uh, so I forgot to talk about this in the last episode. But why do you guys think that Mao was able to transform into his demon form? Do you guys have any inkling or anything like that? Something to do with the earthquake. Yeah. You think it's earthquake too? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily like because the earthquake. In, uh... When the earthquakes happen, whatever is the magical ley line to Earth amplifies or opens and allows magic users to draw on it more easily and powerfully. So in that moment, he reflexively goes into big mode to not get crushed by the earthquake and is able to do it because that is the greatest point of magical potency. Okay, so that's your theory. Anthony? Um... He he said similar to what my theory would be, unless unless they just haven't given us the tools yet to determine what actually is the magic coming from. Then I, then the only the only thing I could think of is earthquake ish stuff. Okay, um, I was just asking you guys to see if you guys would if you guys had any theories behind that. Are we gonna get an answer? Yeah, you guys are. Okay, yeah. So so Rika and Amelia go back to Rika's house. We get a little bit about Rika, how she was from uh, Kobe. Um, do you guys talk about the um thing well? SEO and uh, Mao is talking to each other too. 
No, I don't think so. Oh, I remember them. I remember Alciel getting down on a knee and being like, sir. Uh, <laughs> Is <yeah>. that great? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't there to help and stuff like that. Yeah, see, this isn't my LCL. I want the LCL that's like, bro, buy fucking food. Uh, so, yeah, we're in the apartment. Rika gets a call from, I think, her mom. And she switches to her country dialect, which is always fun when that happens in anime. Not sarcastic. I enjoy characters that are, like, blatantly from Osaka or something. Because <laughs> th- th- that's, uh, for your reference, Anthony, uh, the way she was talking if she were like, if this were an American show, she would be like from the South. Hell yeah! But or she'd be from the sticks, you know. Bro, same. Um, yeah, and we learned she's from Kobe, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't talk like that because people always ask me a bunch of questions. Because when I was little, there was a big, like, a real bad earthquake in Kobe, and then she. Uh, Amelia gets kind of introspective, like, oh, shit, bad stuff in your childhood you don't want to talk about, huh? Like, bro, same. <laughs> yeah, and then Rika hugs her and is like, everyone always asks me about Kobe. Thanks for not being an insensitive piece of shit. <laughs> and I, I forget the exact context here, but at some point in here, Rika says something along the lines of, uh, people can turn either angel or demon. Or people can turn into an, either an angel or people can turn into a demon. Wait, Rika? Oh, yeah, yeah, Rika says something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that causes um, Amelia to to kind of think about that, I think, in the bath. She thinks more about it. Like, oh, people can go either way, huh? Or, like, people can change that drastically. Which, hey, guess what? <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen in this series. <laughs> uh, we And this, Rika is watching the news while uh, Amelia is taking a bath, and we... Again, hear about muggings. This is like, I think, the third time in the past two episodes they've talked about muggings. I wonder who's mugging people. I think we'll find out at the end of the episode. Probably Lucifer, yeah. <laughs> Fucking demon is going around mugging people. <laughs> um, Amelia's in the bath and's like, what's this warmth? Is this the feeling of a human heart? Which... Honestly, with no context of how their world works, makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, what? First of all, you're half human. What the hell are you talking about? And wasn't didn't something fly into the uh, a fe- an angelic feather falls into the bath and disappears? And then she gets warm. Yeah. Okay. I, I have it in the opposite order, but I might have just written it that way. So I don't know. We cut over to uh, their apartment. Mao and LCL She's angry in front of the door hole. Yeah. <laughs> Well, aren't they walking back? No, they're uh, in the apartment. So during the whole apartment scene, they were also doing the side thing where the act with the actor little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your dream's not over unless you give a tear to his eye. Poor guy. Yeah. I want the cop to be an actor. That's what I want from this series now. Just a side, like a whole side thing. <laughs> yeah, just, just like have him be in him. the background every of like every scene. For some reason, they just go to like some improv thing and the, he's up there practicing. And then like later, like two episodes later, you see him on like a movie poster. Yeah. <laughs> Three episodes later, TV in the background is him being interviewed for his last movie. Please. I would love that. If you're listening in the year 2013 and working on this show still, <laughs> please introduce <laughs> that plot line. Um, but yeah, Amelia's at the apartment. Uh, the door is locked, and she puts through the envelope. They have a they bicker a little bit before Mao eventually takes it, and I think Alciel again is like, "What are you accepting envelopes for your enemy? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, it could be dangerous." And she's like, "Don't worry, it's not poison or razor blades." Yeah, and Mao's like, "I can't think of anything you give me that's not killing or something like that." Oh yeah, I think I think she basically says like, "Oh yeah, I'm paying you back," and then he snatches it. Yeah. Uh, uh and yeah, and LCL is just like freaking out. He needs to calm down. 
I think Alcio took another psychology hit. I don't know what it was about, but he took another hit with his ego. It was his failure to protect Mao. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Mao even brought that specifically up. He goes, yeah, I think he used the exact words where he's like, I think his psychology took a hit and, and that cave in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Amelia starts to leave, falls down the stairs because she apparently can't wear, wear heels, but is anyway. And I, I did think it was weird that he knew that that was going to happen. Come I like come out, Cam's like, don't walk like that. Like, be careful. Oh, and see, you fell down. <laughs> Those shoes have no grip, even though you've walked down and up the steps about four times prior to this. Yeah. And then uh, they're, they're starting to like patch her up, disinfect her wounds and stuff. And she's like, why is a demon being so nice to me? And he's like, I don't know. Why is a hero falling down the fucking stairs? <laughs> she's, she's really not okay with him being nice. And so they're out of us bandages and gauze. Yeah, Elsie, I'll go or Elsie, I'll go to the pharmacy and pick up some gauze. You, you guys are forgetting one important line. Elsie, I'll ask uh, Mal, is like, can I borrow Doolahan? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doolahan makes me turn, you guys. Then we get her long. Speech. Yeah, her, she gets her speech that basically boils down to, "Hey, you killed a bunch of people. You killed my dad. What the fuck." <laughs> And now you're like pretending to be a nice guy working at uh, McRonald McRonald's and patching up your sworn enemy, which basically is the same questions we have. Yeah, yeah. Mary's like, "Why are you not acting like a demon?" And he's like, uh, "And the way you walk into um, your way into high school girls' hearts." <laughs> I just I think it's funny. Which right on cue, Chiho shows up, and they have more of that shit. But yeah, I was upset with that one. Is that like a? Were they in some? Like, she was just being cut, and he was, like, three feet away from her. And then she was like, what? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I didn't really get it either. Is that a Japanese versus American thing? I mean, I I guess the, the, the way I would kind of explain it away is that she suspects there's something going on with them. Because, actually, yeah. if you think back to episode three, like, they talk, and she actually says, like, I'll pretend to be okay with your explanation of your relationship Which was with a him. pretty good line yeah. as well. Uh, so she she knows something up is up and then she walks in there and she's and Amelia's on the floor basically crying. So she knows there's more to their relationship and she walks in on a pretty intense scene. I could definitely see her connecting the dots of like something uh, uh, well shit. They used to fuck. Yeah, I could definitely see her thinking that cuz they she knows that she's yeah. been lied to. Yeah. Okay, here's I guess here's where my issue is with that one. I don't agree. They specifically said that, or she, because I know she was like, I'll pretend to understand, but also in that same section of things or whatever, she also verbally agreed to like, you guys have history. You weren't like ex. She said that you guys have history. She knows that there's history there, but it's not in a romantic way. So they say. And that's when she kind of says, I'll pretend to understand what's going on. Right. But I mean, what else is she supposed to think? I mean, look, I I'm kind of with you that I think it's kind of weak. It's very weak. Cause, but, and then they were standing like apart from each other and she's hurt and has tears. Like what? And then she's like, what? You guys are blowing each other. That doesn't make sense to me. Or, I mean, I guess, like, they're they're purporting to be, at least from Amelia's perspective, they're purporting to be enemies, and now she walks in on, like, him taking care of her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty weak. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Oh, before before we get past this scene, so I, I want to talk about the fucking Mao and Amelia's scene a little bit more. Go yeah, for go it, homie. I, I, put, I put down some lines, so... um. May I ask him why did you why did you do all the things to like in was it into 
Ellie or whatever it's called. Ante Isles. Oh, yeah, the Isles. Yeah, yeah, Ante Isles. yeah. And then fucking um, Mao's like, oh, I just didn't understand humans. He's a demon. Like, I don't understand where you guys are coming from or whatever it is. Which is, I think, is a really good point because he is a demon. So it's like, he doesn't understand what he's doing is affecting humans. You know what I'm saying? I get that point. I, I would, I think it would be easier to come to it if they would have given us a little bit more of him just being like, like even occasional line once per episode of him being like, it's weird being a human now, you know? Well, it's weird because we do a bunch of stuff to animals too. Like we humans do a bunch of stuff to animals and we don't really care about it. You know what I'm right, but we don't have full-blown wars with the animals. No one is sitting here worried about a bear uprising. Yeah, but we, we enslave cows and stuff like that and just... It's a different dynamic, though. Uh, what we're doing to cows is a lot more worse than what we what he did to humans. I'm pretty sure he's not enslaving them and making them for his slaughter. Okay, but it's still a different dynamic. It, it's not like a struggle for power. With I a, want to be clear. Cows produce milk, and when they die, you can have meat. Humans can do a lot more shit than that. Uh, they can destroy the world. They can have wars against each other. That's my point. <laughs> he knows he's wiping out and conquering a, a species that is potentially as sapient and intelligent as he is. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you guys mean. Is this from, I think from Mao's point of view, it's like, why, why should I care about these humans? You guys think? And that's fine if he hadn't shown, if, if his whole characterization up to this point hasn't been, look how I'm the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, well, on this episode of How to Fix Your Anime, I think that if, if they would have just like maybe literally once per, or I guess episode two and three, and maybe once before this and four, if they had time to just throw in like a being human segment, you know, like a where you can kind of see him very slowly just being like, wow, I didn't think humans did this. Like, you know, becoming more introspective in the human side of things. I think this, this scene would have played so much better. Or give us a little bit of him being being the Demon King, but still being the same guy. Just being more dickish. Or even even not necessarily, but just like have him being there. Like Monkey said, mate, like you, they definitely could play it off of him being like, oh, I said go conquer the shit. And then Lucifer came back, was like, I conquered it. And he's like, cool. But have him have him still just be like the the spoiled uh, the naive rich kid or whatever yeah and i was like honestly to be fair they they have only called him the demon king and we've only seen him fight the heroes because you keep saying like ghosts do more of the demon king shit well all the demon king shit has been is just fighting the heroes well i mean we do see him like just we see the demons running around slaughtering just like demons innocent yeah sure but again, that's right. That's kind of where I'm at. Again, but you're call, you're literally calling him Satan. You have to be aware of the baggage that comes with that. Yeah, but Satan is a common term in their world. Okay, but first of all, they haven't said it, and second, I that that is like a fucking hand wavy nonsense explanation. Okay, the context is still the same though, right? Satan is a devil. Yes, and they and they refer to him as the Demon King several times, which comes with its own connotation. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But that, that's because he was the demon king. He was the leader of all. Right. Demons. And that comes with connotations. That isn't everybody's best friend. <laughs> I got nothing else to add. Yeah, I have nothing else. Uh, all right. Then we are back to old lady shows up. The landlady. Okay, landlady. Who the fuck is you? <laughs> and why are you telling our people all this thoughts and well shit? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, actually, I think right before, like, she showed up and I wrote, something's up with this lady before she jumped into her exposition. <laughs> um, there's another earthquake. 
she talks about how thought and will have great power. And we cut over to the little girl and the big guy flying through a gate. Well, what's called? So Kitty, oh, Mickey Kitty, tells, <laughs> tells them that, um, what's called, Mal needs to go to Chi- Chiho right now. Like, and mm. I think she's like, um, what's called? And she, she talks about, um, like, um, and she's like, oh, you have to take care of, like, one of your mass amounts of girlfriends. Like, she says that to Miles. He's like, oh, like, you have to worry about all your girlfriends or something like that. And um, and then she talks about how you, you can't just leave her alone. Like, the fucking um, ID link is on hold. Like, you have to go and save her and stuff like that. Yeah, she just spits and, that shit off. Yeah, she just says that, with, like, right off the bat. And then we get the scene with, what's called, what's his name, shows up. But it's like... Oh wow, we she knows everything, and we get no explanation about it. She just knows everything, and fucking Mal has to run away now. One now, yeah, and and uh, something I I kind of assume from this scene is that Chiho's emotional and mental state is somehow affecting the the earthquakes, whatever that happens to be. I didn't get that, but shit. That well, it's because of the will and thoughts have great power, and like you need to go like make sure that chiho is cool like i I, and she's the one who was touched by magic so um i think i was just so appended by the i mean you might be wrong or right but don't say anything so yeah let us have our theories (laughs) they already they they already explained it about the earthquakes what yeah the first um when it comes up they explained the earthquakes did they yeah so Whenever they do the ID link, it hits the person and causes like a wave, which is why whole um earthquakes are where she lives at. Right, right, right. But I mean, my my theory is that, like I said, somehow Chiho's emotional and mental state has an effect on the power of whatever is happening there. Or maybe I don't fucking know, man. All right. So <clears throat> uh, Chiho is walking the streets of Japan. She's just walking, and then. This guy's like, something, 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 I've been watching you. She's like, what? And then some dude tries to touch him and gets flown. And then I think we cut to another scene and then cut back. And homeboy's got wings. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna feed on despair. Oh, does, does he announce that too? In that scene where he's like, I'm gonna destroy both uh, Amelia and King Satan or whatever? Yeah. And he says that to Chiho, right? Or does he say that? I think when? he's just saying it because he's an evil guy, and that's what they do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was pointed at Chiho, uh, but yeah, he he grows wings. He blows shit up. God, I love angel wings. It's such a cool thing. Is that the end of episode four? Yeah. Uh, thought, thought, closing thoughts, predictions. Obviously, not for monkey. Okay, so I'm just gonna say. So, uh, what's go? What do you guys think of the anime so far? Because this is literally like around one third of the season. What do you guys think of the very beginning of, like, how this anime opens and stuff like that? Like, what do you guys I think I like the, thought? uh, I think I like the reason you picked this anime. This is? Is that it is fun. <laughs> it is, like, I feel like we've deep-dived into, like, a few topics, and that, I feel like that's appropriate for my level of, like, I mean, it's not, we're trying to segment our arcs as much as possible, but Evangelion just took a lot out of me emotionally. <laughs> and, and I'm so happy that I can just watch this. Like, I have little notes because I'm just having a fun time. I'm laughing. I'm watching. And they're still keeping it interesting. I'm happy. I, I am the most avid anime watcher between this group, but I am, I think I'm like the dumbest person out of this group. Like, I don't go into deep dives and all this stuff. And I just like fun anime. So this is one of my animes that I like. That's fun. So glad you're enjoying it, Anthony. 
Um, I think it's okay so far. Um, like I said, I, I am a big fan of half of LCL's character. I like when Mao is being a dick. <laughs> I think I like the first episode the best out of this whole grouping. Uh, other than like the heavy exposition dump, but I, I think the humor worked for me the most in the first episode with with a few bits here and there. But yeah, it, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not like begrudging having to watch it again next week. <laughs> okay. I, I was just wondering. That's all. Uh, I so also want to mention. Counsels- oh, go on. Yeah, this is our also, I think, I don't know if there's a specific term for it in anime, but this is our first anime that isn't, or that is like a story. You know, it's not like a sitcom or episodic. I don't know. Evangelion felt like more Monster of the Week, less story. Th- this is definitely the most serialized. Yes, thank you. Serialized. This is our first. Well, not first, but yeah, this is... The most. I, I like the series. Yeah, you get like four story episodes spread out over 26. What was it? Episodic? Is that what it is? Yeah, very... Okay. Yeah. And Evangelion... It's, well, we won't touch that. I don't that. even know the story of that one. Yeah, we watched it, and I still am confused. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I'm going to put a moratorium on talking about Evangelion. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying the what we've done so far in terms of how we picked or who how the accidental picking of the animes, how they're working out. Because I don't think people planned. You did pick this one out, so oh uh, yeah. But I'm saying like I, I, I like how it's just kind of unfolded. It's a nice break between different types of agreed how TV shows can be worked. Uh, so what's your guys' favorite characters for uh, for stored? The manager. Oh, really? Oh, okay, I go. thought you was gonna say LCL. I mean, realistically, it's LCL, but the manager, followed by Rika. You, Anthony? I'm gonna say Mal for now until they ruin him. <laughs> Everybody knows who's my favorite character. Yep. So no need to say it. Moving on. It's Doolahan. So just saying, what do you guys think of the premise? I think it's a fun premise. Um, like I said, I I do wish that they had done more with him being a demon king instead of because he he just feels like a diff, a guy who was taken out of his life like he, he could be any yeah. random idiot from that world yeah i uh i think it's gonna my me enjoying mal the rest of the series will all be depending on his backstory episode uh depends on what they do with that and uh honestly in terms of like any type of prediction on what's gonna happen or where the magic's coming from or whatever I've got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. Yeah, I don't have much. I think the mom, well, based on what Monkey said, probably not. But normally I would say I would think uh, Amelia's mom would play into it in some way based on the angel feather dropping into the bath. They're obviously going to team up and kill Lucifer. They're going to become tentative romantic partners. LCL. Someone's going to, Rika's going to get way into LCL. <laughs> There's my hot take. Wow. <laughs> Rika is going to oh, okay. develop a crush on LCL and it's going to be weird. <laughs> And as of okay. right now, I still don't trust Rika. That's my hot take. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I don't think there's anything else for me to ask. I mean, this is our first comedy anime, like, officially. And this one is classified as a comedy fantasy anime. So. I, I did uh, when our first episode came through and you were, y'all explained to me what Etsukai, et, et, right? Isakai. Isakai. Yeah, Isakai. And uh, you're wrong saying that. It's a reverse Isakai. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. When you told me to pick between those three things and then the the devil gets transported and i was like what (laughs) at first i was like i was expecting someone to come in to like you know the hero got transported and then off the rip they're like the hero's fighting the devil and i was like what is happening how are they gonna turn this into an esekai or whatever it's called yeah an esekai yeah so next week we will be doing episodes five through nine and then the following week we'll be doing the final four yeah other than that i guess 
next time on My First Anime. What will it take for Anthony to trust Rika? Listen, I just need to make sure that she's a good person. I need to see her donate to charities. I'd like to see her go to church a couple times. <laughs> and just, I just, I'll, I'll also, let me get her grades from uh, K through 12. How much of the series will Sal spoil after I explicitly ask him not to? So this person dies. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and will Chris get funding for an American version of Crash That Dinner? So look, guys, here's my Indiegogo. Um, we're up to $5. It is all mine. <laughs> that was the I best sold man. my car. Please help. <laughs> Next time on my first anime. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at ChrisRBailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also O is a zero, and my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, First Anime. Anime.